Hey guys, it's Alex, and today on the podcast, we're going to be interviewing Josh. He is an awesome Kiwi guy that Tori and I met while we were in Bali. I don't want to go too much into his story because he does a really great job of explaining it all. So what I will say is that he is one of the most inspiring people that I have in my life, and that's because Josh is the kind of guy who is able to be exactly who he wants to be. Um, he loves a party, he loves to live life big, but he's also extremely successful, hardworking, and a bona fide self-made success. He's authentically himself, and it resonates deeply with the people around him. He's kind of a pied piper of fun, and never without a group of great friends who are willing to follow him to the good times. So if you have Josh in your life, you're a lucky person. Um, I hope you guys have as much fun listening to this as we did. Thanks. Hi, everybody. Hey, Josh. Um, so I did a little bit of research today, and I Googled you, and I found an article <laughs> about you. Just <laughs> bring it on me. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to go into it because it's out there publicly anyway, so why not? Like, and why not? I mean, obviously, if, if there's anything you don't want, we can always take anything out so I'm yeah like book. no yeah That's fine. <laughs> um yeah so this article was awesome and it talked about how you like left high school i think when you were 16 yeah and then like went and start like yeah and 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 when it became the success story so do you want to give us a little <laughs> bit of history about that and this uh, is in new zealand too so josh is originally from auckland, auckland too, yeah and then moved over to sydney like this this past year yeah uh, i suppose i was <clears throat> yeah when i was younger i um i left school early whatever reason and um yeah like kind of just fell into this job i fell into this job that i i just i just needed a job to kind of survive i was i was living on my own i was 17 and um so i was working as a like a forklift driver or something that didn't really you know it was, it was not somewhere i wanted to be long term but it was just something that i needed to do you know <laughs> and then that in the, over, in the time that i worked there i kind of felt really backed into a corner like there was no one that was going to look after me or you know like give me the kind of life I wanted. I'd always been, you know, kind of really ambitious with, you know, knowing that I wanted something more for my life. So I got to a point I started researching and learning about, you know, um, how to, how successful people act and what they do and this sort of thing. And it, it kind of switched me on to property investment, which is what the article is about. When you were 17. When I was 17, yeah. <laughs> about 18 by this point. Yeah. And um, yeah, over the next couple of years, I just learned and researched about property investment and I spoke to people and I emailed people and I just, I just learned as much as I could and, um, and just worked my ass off. I was earning like pathetic money. Mm -hmm. I just worked overtime, saved and just did everything I could. And then I got to, um, I was just a few months before my 21st birthday and I bought, uh, my first property in Auckland. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, ironically I thought then I was like, okay, I've got a property. Now it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm an investor now. Everything's just going to be smooth sailing from here. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> but so, um, yeah, what happened next? Well, like a lot of, a lot of lessons later, um, you know, I had some bad tenants. I had to learn about, you know, like dealing with that, um, getting professionals on board and, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot of things that came along with it. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a very much a long-term game. It's not something, you know, you don't often, you buy a place and then all of a sudden, you know, you've got this money. It's, it's, it's a long-term And then life thing. is so, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I started thinking, okay, well, my life is still not where I want it to be. What can I, how can I, you know, how can I proceed here? So then I just started the same process again. Yeah. You know, rinse, repeat. I just saved, 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 saved again and then bought another place like within a, another couple of years. And when you say your life wasn't where you wanted it to be at that point, you, you were thinking in terms of like uh, security? Yeah. Or? So, well, I mean, my, my mission since then, because because I was, I was at a job I hated and I felt stuck there. Mm -hmm. And so for me, 
Were you still doing the forklift job yeah. the whole time? Wow. Yep. I was there for four years. And so I think the, my, my mission was always to have choices. Yeah. I wanted to be doing a job I did because I wanted to. That was it. I wanted to be working because I wanted to, not because I had to. And that was, mm-hmm. that's always been what I kind of worked towards. Yeah. So from there, I started thinking about passive income and how I can, how I can create that. And I was trying to create that with property. So I buy properties that made, paid for themselves. That like, So if I could amass like more and more, then they would, you know, over time pay for themselves. That's mm-hmm. kind of, that was my, my, my mission. Got to a point where um, everything was, I just, I couldn't stand the job anymore though. I needed to like, you know, like nourish that side of my life. Yeah. So I started thinking about something that I really wanted to do and it was web development. And did you know anyone doing web development? How did you even no, like, like, think about it? I used to, I used to play around like with uh, computers when I was a kid, whatever, mm-hmm. mess around, make some like little crappy websites and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just for my friends or whatever. Yeah. And, um, but it was not very much not a not a like a stable career choice back then uh, you know people we weren't learning it at school or anything like mm-hmm. that you know and um yeah and then one day i kind of looked and researched and i was like there's actually a few jobs around now and it, it's it's becoming somewhat of a career and this is well before the like digital nomad hype you know yeah, this is like yeah. eight years ago <laughs> and um yeah and so i just thought well like i'm I, i'm i'm good at it i like i love it i'm passionate i think i'll be okay i went into um speak to some people at the like the course to, st- uh, to study for a, a one-year diploma mm-hmm. and they said yeah no you, you you've not done any it before at school or anything so you're probably going to struggle but you know you'll be okay but you're going to really have to apply yourself so i so i came in this thing like you know like yeah. to give it my all I, I i went in there and i just mate i just absolutely aced it top of my I class i couldn't believe wait, it so when you were in school in high school before did you leave just because you didn't like the structure of it or did you have trouble in school then and yeah like, trouble in what school. was the difference between being in school then and then being in school a few years later i think it was it was on my terms yeah um when i was younger you know it was like this I, i'd been in the workforce for four years i'd learned about you know the realities of, of life and having to look after yourself support yourself and i learned that if if i didn't kind of make these these choices, these sacrifices, these decisions, like for myself, no one else was going to. And so I think that was a difference. The reality smacked me in the face, you know, mm-hmm. um, when you're like a teenager, you don't really think I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Like I'm arguing with my teachers, whatever. I'm just gonna, yeah, you know, yeah. like, but, uh, but when after four years of like doing a job, you're not enjoying, I think you're That's ready to, you're ready, you're ready to make these changes. Yeah, yeah. Man, I think so. I think so. So you aced your class or your course? Aced my course. Of course. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, which blew my mind. I was, I was so happy. I built, yeah, like just, it was, it was a really, really good time. I was, I was so proud of myself. It was the first yeah. kind of, um, you know, study-wise accomplishment I'd had in a very long time. And uh, mm. I think much of that was because it was all very practical rather than like, you know, studying, you know, like studying him to do an exam. Our exams would be create a website. Yeah. You're doing what you've learned. So that really, I think, applied to the way I like to, um, you know, that, the way I like to learn was really You're facilitated by creating something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Creating something rather than just like having to memorize It's not theory. Questions. It's not like, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It makes such exactly. a big difference. That's the same too. I did a fine arts degree and then I gravitated towards, we had one class that was web design. And I was like, okay, this yeah. makes way more sense. <laughs> exactly, like, exactly. like I love doing yeah. art stuff, but I, for actual work, I was like, I need to feel like I'm creating something specific like something yeah, yeah exactly with purpose and if you can find that and then that's like a career choice you're already winning i think right? yeah definitely that's awesome um and then so you've like you really set yourself up i mean you've all this is one of the things that i think is so great about you is you are someone who seems like you've always gone like march to the beat of your own drum yeah which i think yeah. a lot of people find really difficult to do right and so what motivated you through all of that like yeah, especially in New Zealand, we have this uh, this thing called tall poppy syndrome, 
where it's the same with Australia, yeah, right? Yeah, in Australia yeah. too. And so you know, you're whenever you kind of stand out from the crowd or you you know you break away, people like to pull you down. Like they do it subconsciously, not from like a, a bad place. It, yeah, it's just, it, it's happened, you know. And um, yeah, I think I remember when I was looking at buying a property and I was twenty, and everyone was telling me all of a sudden when you're going to buy a property and no yeah. one has one, everyone becomes an expert. Yeah, I was going to say, did anyone you know <laughs> had anyone done anything like no, that? No, 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 no one at all. And I um. So it, it was really kind of scary for me, but I figured like, I don't really want to be like anyone that was around me at the time. And the people I was surrounded by, I was working with and they were in jobs that I didn't want to be in. And so I really had no, um, I really just wanted to escape. So I was, it kind of motivated me to do something different. Yeah. Um, even with people telling me the market has peaked, you know, oh, it's such a big risk. It's, oh, you're going to take on so much debt, all of these kind of like, you know, questions that start to arise from outside yeah. sources. But you have That's to just am- Like the amount of right? self-assurance though that you would need to have, especially at that age, like to be yeah. like, no, no matter what, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. That's exactly. incredible. Exactly. Um, and then, so then you went and became a web developer. Did you start working in like a regular nine to five job after? Or? Yep, I got a job like fairly quickly. I was earning less than I was forklift driving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ironically, my, I've got my dream job. I've got yeah. a, a, an investment or two and now I'm, uh, I'm earning less money. I'm like, oh, my, but you know, the struggle continues. And I think ever since then, I, I really kind of enjoyed the grind. Like it was, yeah. even back then I enjoyed my job. And, Did you like being in an office? Did it feel? Being in an office, I mean, yeah, like it didn't, being, being in an office didn't, it wasn't really a concern for me. I knew I was in my early twenties and I'm going to have to, you know, do some hard yards and work for something. I can't, yeah. I'm just going to be able just to kind of turn everything on and live, live my dream. And I was still kind of working out what my dream was, I, th- I think, at that point. But I was enjoying the work I was doing. I was enjoying learning. I was, and I was enjoying doing something I was passionate about mm-hmm. rather than driving a forklift, which I wasn't. You know? Yeah. You had enough time doing that too. Yeah, I had <laughs> so, enough time doing that. <laughs> so, and then, um, I know that you were in this lifestyle for like the, you kind of made it, you were quite as successful, I guess, in your 20s as a person who's was, had a nine to five job, had properties, like had a, a, a steady relationship, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then again, I think you did, you told me that you felt that there was something missing yeah. at some point. Yeah. I, so. uh, I had, I had um, a couple of long-term relationships and they, they always ended with me kind of wanting to be like, okay, I'm going to, when we break up, I need to go travel. I need to, to do something for me, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It was hard because all the, the friends I've always had in New Zealand, and I still do, and they're like my brother's, but um, no one really, there was no like, no one really would go off and backpack on their own or anything. We all kind of had girlfriends and it was since when we were teenagers. And so everything we kind of learned, we learned growing up with these kind of girls. And, you know, so that was kind of the situation. No one had really taken off. No one would quit their job. People would go on the four week vacation once a year. And that was kind of that. Mm-hmm. But for me, I felt like I really needed more. And I've been, been working hard, working my ass off since, since I was a teenager. I've been saving, investing, making all these smart decisions. And I felt like it was really time to do some things I really wanted to do. Like Tomorrowland had always been at the top of my bucket list, for example. Yeah, that's a music festival. Yeah. The best music festival. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going this year. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, I think uh, something just kind of switched to me. And I was like, I, I, it kind of became obvious that I needed to go and travel and, and experience these things. And I really needed to do it by myself. Yeah. Um, so that's when I kind of decided. And wait, so where did you, where did that come from? It was just an innate feeling or yeah. did you like, cause did you see it on Instagram or was the Instagram even a thing then? I think I went, or... I went for some holidays with some friends and, um, and we'd go traveling. We normally would go with like a group of us, you know, and I'd be away traveling and I would meet these people and I'm like, oh, and we're like going, we're away for three weeks, whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, we're going away for, um, six, three months, six months. 
nine months. I'm like, what the hell is going <laughs> yeah. on? How the hell do people like? What is, yeah, I was like, yeah. well, how how does this happen? And uh, it happened a few times, and I started to think, man, this is like, this is a reality. And actually, this kind of one defining moment, and my friend that said this to me, he doesn't even realize how big a moment it was. But I sat down with him, and, and uh, I was a colleague of mine at the time. I said, man, like, I just everything inside of me is telling me to go on this trip, but it's scary. No one I know. Saying this now is funny because I know so many backpackers yeah, and yeah. travelers, but back then it was, it was a scary thing. I'm like, I want to go by myself, but I, you know, I've never not had a job. You know, I have commitments, things like all these things are scary. And I was like, and I, but I've got like, I've saved enough money. I could go for it for a while. I'm thinking like a year. And my friend just looked at me. He's like, Josh, mate, if I had enough money to go travel for a year and I could quit my job, I'd be gone. I wouldn't even be here right now. What are, what's wrong with you? And I was like, okay, mate, I'm done. Okay. Done. Within a month, quit my job and I just left. Wow. Awesome. And when, like, where did you go, or what was that? Um, so I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to plan too much because, like, you know, although I just, I just researched about like solo traveling in the best way, and everyone said, man, just wing it. You've got time. Like, don't worry about it. So I just, um, I went to Brazil first because I had some friends there. Oh, did you? Uh, Josh is, is obsessed with Brazil. If anyone knows him, <laughs> that would have been my third time. That would have been my third trip to Brazil at okay. that point. And I went for Carnival just for two weeks. Yeah. Um, I had the best time of my life and then I flew to Southeast Asia to Thailand and from there I just cruised for like four four and a half months That's just great. did the whole of Southeast Asia and can I ask how much you think you would need for a year of travel people ask me this all the time yeah and I have to say that I am a reckless spender <laughs> I have a like an insatiable appetite for partying <laughs> and when I'm like I just you know so um, I would have spent over a year I probably around 70 grand New Zealand wow so you saved up that much yeah and you thought you you thought before you left that you were going to spend that much in a year well when I left I thought okay I'm just going to go and see how I feel (laughs) your uh, travel salary yeah my I was like I'll just see how I feel I'm gonna I'm not gonna plan anything I might find a place that I love and I might settle there so when I left I said to everyone I don't know how long I'm going for yeah turned out to be a year because I ran out of money because I love to party (laughs) (laughs) so whatever um kind of crazy yeah yeah, and okay, so that was the other thing um, <laughs> I wanted to say. I love that you are so holy who you are, and like you, you you're a very disciplined worker, but you also are like, yeah, I love a party, <laughs> and that you know yourself. You man. cultivated a life um, where you, I feel like, are are really living that tenfold life. You're really living a conscious life um, based on who you are, knowing yourself, and then making choices to make sure that your true self is fulfilled yeah. with what you do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, actually, because there's so much to your story. So, how did you end up in Sydney? Uh, so, the year was over, and I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to work. I really wanted to use my brain. I was feeling to, you know, to, to start learning again and, um, and really get back in the industry and kind of have some sort of, you know, like a bit of a routine. Anyone that's traveled for a long time knows yeah. you kind of miss that. <laughs> so, I thought, okay, I'm going to go back to New Zealand. Um, I had an apartment, like I bought an apartment, I moved in, I furnished it, you know, like I bought a motorbike because I love the, the bikes in Asia so much. Everything was, I was ready. I'm like, okay, I'm committing to this. Six weeks later, seven weeks later. Oh, wait, so you were excited to come home though? Yeah, I was excited to come okay. home. But I got home and then everything was exactly the same as when I left and it kind of freaked me out. And um, I really gave it a, you know, gave it a crack and I, I stayed there for a while. And I, but after about six, seven weeks, I was like, this is just not for me. I need something else. I need to be somewhere new. And I, and I thought Sydney's a good place to go for, for a web developer. I love the beach. I've been here before. It's beautiful. And I was like, and I don't really know many people there. So it'll be a good place to, you know, meet some people again and start again. So yeah. 
Um, I, d- I kind of decided that, and then the, that night I went home and bought a ticket, and then two weeks later I moved. <laughs> Did you have any resistance from family and friends when you were doing that? Because um, you've just been away for so long, and then you're coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, my sisters, I've got three sisters, and they weren't super happy about it. But when I left, I, I kind of went on a like a bit of a trial. I came here, and yeah. I was like, I'm going to have, um, I'm going to, I, I, I'm going to find like a three, four month contract and I'll do that and I'll see how I, how I feel. And if I mm-hmm. like Sydney, whatever, that was almost a year ago now. How do you, <laughs> I think you're one of the people I know who most knows themselves or can hear their inner voice so strongly. Have you always been like that or is it something that you cultivated? I think, I think both. Like I've always been really motivated um, in a lot of areas. And so I think like when I was younger, I really, tried to train myself to have a certain mindset and mm-hmm. I read a lot of books about this and uh when I was younger it was more focused on money to, to kind of create freedom but but over years I, I, it's kind of merged and I've I've tried to just kind of always just kind of be learning listening to myself um definitely it was something I, I I cultivated over time like you know it was it was harder when I was younger and but uh, as time goes on you know you, you start learn to think more positively and you can see situations with a different perspective yeah and um I think after traveling so long by myself I really really became more com- comfortable in myself i noticed some like you know situations like i used to be kind of like if for those who know me i'm like a fairly confident dude but if i meet if <laughs> just I, a, bit. You know, a bit but if i before like if i'm when i used to meet people like in groups that i didn't know people i'd be kind of shy and and i i, I learned it was because i wasn't so comfortable in myself but after meeting so many people you're in, you're on your own you're thrown into these situations if you don't talk to people you're going to be solo you really learn just to be the person you are, and I think, uh, and you really learn the kind of people you want to be around as well. Yeah, and you attract the right people too. Yeah, you, you always have right a great people. group of people around you. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so then you came to Sydney. Yep. You settled down into life here. Yep, so I, I got a job over the phone before I even left Auckland. Life <laughs> 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 is so hard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I came to Sydney and I, I got this role, and you know, I moved into a place in Surrey Hills, like a, I moved to a big six bedroom. Uh, house so just so I could meet a bunch of people and there mm-hmm. was another thing I'd never done that before I never moved to a new city um, even though Sydney's not like hugely culturally different from New Zealand but I never moved to a new city and uh, so I, and I never lived in a big house full of random people it always been my comfort zone so that kind of was me breaking out of my comfort zone in, in another way you know so I kind of really wanted to keep riding that wave so I did that and um, yeah after a few months I, I really loved it here my boss uh, came to me and said you know look we'd love you to, to stay on with us what what would you know what is that kind of look like for you um i said to him honestly because i, I feel like it was 2018 at the time and i'm like it's 2018 i feel like we should be able to to ask for what we want and and maybe have our jobs us not always just work for our jobs and maybe our jobs can work for us and we can kind of create this you know life like why why is why can why does the negotiation always have to just be about money mm-hmm. so i said to him listen i would love to work here i'm like enjoying the work i like working with you guys i'm learning a lot and i loving sit i'm loving sydney but i need to travel more so if you could accommodate me in that front, then I'd be more than happy. And someone said, what would that look like? I said, okay, listen, <laughs> I think maybe I could, I need this to take... This is the stuff of legend. <laughs> <laughs> I'd maybe need to take three months holidays every six months. Let's <laughs> <laughs> repeat that again. <laughs> three months holidays every six months. Yeah. Unpaid, but three months. And yeah. uh, my boss said, yeah, I think we can make that work. Put, send it to me in an email. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, Josh literally has that written into his contract. Yeah. <laughs> My contract literally <laughs> says extended leave to travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. So yeah, because I remember when we were talking about it, actually, I think it was right before you talked to your boss and 
I was saying, well, do you want to be a digital nomad or, or something like that? Because we'd met in Bali and there, Bali is full of people who are living as web developers and just working overseas and doing all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I remember you specifically did not want to be a digital nomad. Yeah. And what was the reasoning for that? I, I get asked that so many, so uh, all the time by so many people. It was like, oh, you're a web developer. You can work from anywhere. Yes, dude, I can. <laughs> but like there's like, there are, like I think... If you've been, if you go traveling, I have kind of two speeds, you know, and I kind of, I like a routine and when I'm traveling, it's the opposite. I'm just like buck wild, like not just like party, but I just have adventures and go off the beaten track. I don't like to like look at my phone or I, I don't want to, you know, whip out my laptop or anything. And so for me, the kind of dream life would be a 50, 50, a 50, 50 mix of both. You know, I can like travel. Okay. Take three months off, disappear into the wind and go and just do whatever I want to do and then come back and then I have a, a lifestyle I can have a routine and I, I can learn and work and kind of nourish that other side of my body of my like brain that I really want you know mm -hmm. so I think um I think for me yeah the dream is to, to, to be able to do both and uh, you ask for it and so I asked for it yeah and uh and yeah so now and sometimes guys it's as simple as that which is amazing yeah, which is like the craziest <laughs> thing for me because people are like wow and my boss is like this is a first for us blah 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 yeah, but like no one's ever asked. Yeah. No one thinks to because the negotiation is always, you know, it's, it's just such an ancient thing from like, you know, it's money. And then mm -hmm. every now and then some lucky person will negotiate a few couple extra weeks holiday or something. But no one ever asks for what they really want, you know? Yeah. And, and why not? Yeah. And so I kind of thought, what do I really want? And what I really want is the ability to work as long as I feel like working and then travel as long as I feel like traveling. Yeah. And it's kind of that, like having the choices, right? Which is what I've been working for from the beginning. The option to do whatever you want to do. And I think also it only works if you, which if you'd already proved that you're a great worker yeah. and shown your boss. Because I think you were exactly. saying to me when you got back from Bali, he could tell how much how you were really focused. You were fresh. Yeah. You, you wanted to be there. Like it was such a it's it was a difference from you know just in general when people get burnt out from like yeah exactly. And if you're just working hard all like I actually found that too because I'm I like where I live and I and I like my job. So I came back from. Bali, I think I was, I went to Bali in, in Queenstown, I was away for maybe like five or six weeks. Mm -hmm. And I came back and I was like, I, I, I was ready to work. I was, it was like for the first time in my life, I came back from a holiday and I didn't have the like post holiday blues. I felt like, man, like, my life is sick. Like I'm, I'm, I'm chill. Like I went to work, I was like, cool, I'm like ready to work, you know, cause I was, yeah. I, it was my choice to be there. And I think that's, that's the difference. Like for me, it was, it's always been about having the choice. I hate to be forced into things. I hated rules at school. You know, like I just, and I think I just, that, that's always like led me to be maybe motivated to, to kind of create this life where I, I, I am choosing to do what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. So no digital nomading for you. Um, and so that's also, yeah, it's so cool that you were able to carve out uh, something that works for you rather than just seeing the options in front of you and choosing one of those Yeah, exactly. and, they, and setting a precedent kind of for yourself. Because, yeah, I, I, I follow a lot of digital nomads on, on Instagram and I'm really interested by this, and this, the story and the concept and, the, you know, the kind of traction it's getting in the world, especially like companies in America are really like leaning towards it now, less so in, in Australia and New Zealand. But I think the, the world is moving that way because we don't have to be in the office. But, um, but the thought of being any, moving around kind of constantly or every month or so and working on the go, it doesn't really seem like as much of a dream to me. I think a lot of the people's Instagrams who are digital nomads, they're only showing you the highlights and they're not yeah. showing you that they're sitting in the airport working for eight hours and like in between transit or they're working on from trains or whatever. Like yeah. it's just the... Well, and you're also the guy who likes to have 70 grand saved <laughs> to go for your year of travel. Yeah. But, but there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because yeah, yeah, then yeah. you make sure that you have a job where you can save that kind of money and you have that balance where you then when you go 
go on vacation or on a trip and travel, you actually, you have the kind of money you want to spend and you can have that travel be exactly the kind of travel you want to be. Yeah, For exactly. you, it's worth it if you don't have to think about, you yeah. know, like what, yeah, what you're it, spending or what we worried about a budget and all that kind of stuff. And that's, Exactly. That's and that, awesome. And that's the, that's the two kind of, that's the two sides of it, right? The one side is you're here, you're budgeting, you're saving, you're, you're enjoying your life, you have a routine, you go to the gym, healthy, eating well. Mm-hmm. And then when I, when you're overseas, it's the complete opposite. You just let loose, you eat all the food you can find, you know, like you spend the money, you don't think about it. And so I think that's why when you come back, you feel nourished. All the Jager bombs. All the, <laughs> all the, all the Jager bombs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. When you were in... Uh, New Zealand before before you did the year of travel you kind of found yourself in a bit of a rut or feeling like you didn't want your life to be that way are you ever worried about that happening again and what do you do to prevent that or do you Uh, think that's inevitable and that's a good thing like that that's just a sign for change I think yeah I I honestly think now and I've I've just always said to myself and I've never actually thought about it it's just something that kind of naturally came to me that I'm like as soon as I feel like that in Sydney I'll just leave yeah I'll just go somewhere else another city another country whatever like it is you know i think you just have to move and adapt and and every time i've i've made this drastic life change it's been kind of scary and once i've done it i've looked back and thought wow that was the best thing i ever did and it's happened every single time mm-hmm. and it's only gone better and better and i've only met better people and, uh, and you know my life is more and more enriched in so many areas so i think i'm just going to follow that pattern and if i feel that way buy a flight <laughs> um and where would we next if there was another place Oof. what interests you when I first came to Sydney, I thought I want to go to Sydney first, and then I was going to go. I thought Melbourne, and then Vancouver. But oh. honestly, I don't know. Like it depends. After going to Bali, I could easily live there too. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> that's very true. I've been contemplating maybe working towards a, um, you know, living in Bali for like three, four months of the year mm-hmm. or something. That's my. Could big... you do your work from there too, or you? Yeah, would... I, th- I think yeah. I could. But that'll be a goal for next year. I've asked for enough for now. Yeah, <laughs> take it, take it slow. Um, and then, yeah, do you have principles in your day-to-day life, like to keep yourself happy or motivated? Um, one thing that is always a constant is going to the gym. I just, I love it. It's kind of my, like, it's always been my alone time. Um, I love music, and it's also my time to just listen to, like, good music for an hour, hour and a half by myself. And I find if I don't have that, I feel, I don't feel as good as I normally do. So I go to the gym basically every day. Um, it's one thing I've just always done. Um, I try to meditate in the mornings. Um oh, you know, like I've been, I've been learning to meditate, so I don't meditate yeah. for like a long time. But it's, it's, it's really helping me, and I'm already feeling That's like awesome. more aware of my thoughts. And Where do you meditate? I'm just in my, in my living room. I, I get a, um, I'll jump on YouTube and get like a guided meditation for 15, 20. Do you minutes. stare out at the ocean from your balcony? <laughs> <laughs> I try to close my eyes, or I get distracted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I could. Okay, so what have you learned about yourself in the past few years that surprised you? Or just in general, what did you learn? Well, I, I think if you had have told me four years ago or something, even three years ago, that I'd be living in Sydney, I know all the people I know now, you know, like, d- just the, the person, I, the place I'd be in, the, the person I'd be in now, I would, I would not believe you. And so I think so many, so many things have changed on so many levels, it's, yeah, it's been miraculous. <laughs> um, and... What are your big, or what are your biggest challenges right now, or do you have any? <laughs> <laughs> I think we always have challenges, yeah, uh, big or big or small. Um, honestly, at the moment, I feel like I'm smooth sailing. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> I you just, seem really happy. Yeah, I feel like you're in a great place. It's hard for me to. There's nothing that's 
in I'm, the back of my mind. Do you have any goals other than the Bali transition? But like you're learning how to meditate. Like, are there other things you want to introduce into your life that you are interested in? Yeah, like there's yeah. always, I'm watching a bit of myself. And so yeah. meditation is definitely one of those things I'm trying to focus on more. Um, you know, being more aware of my thoughts and kind of controlling those. And I think just like... And surfing. Oh, how's that going? Absolutely surfing. <laughs> Always surfing. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Getting my ass kicked, but it's good. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, like I've always been terrible at sports, especially if there's a ball involved. Don't tell anyone. Really? But um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um but uh, yeah, like extreme, like extreme sports, like s- snowboarding and surfing. I feel like if I could master both of those, then yeah. my summers and winters would just be amazing. So. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Plus, you can't live in. Bondi or near Bondi and not and surf. not surf and not at least have a board. It should be illegal. Um, so what about? Do you have any mentors in your life? And if not mentors, you're your own mentor. <laughs> um, like what? Do, has there ever been any advice you've been given or anything like that that's stuck in your head, or like a motto that you live by? Yeah, I think like I've never really had mentors. Like I'm, I've, I've got some beautiful like. A, you know, my, my family back home, my friends, everyone's like amazing, mm-hmm. but they, they don't, you know, they, they kind of nourish a different side of me, you know, but yeah. as far as like the way I want to like live my life, what I'm looking towards, what I try to achieve, like no one I know is really living that kind of life. Well, no, you are I, I paving your own path. Yeah, exactly. So 100%. I think, um, as far as like mottos, like I've always, I've always lived by this motto where it's, um, in 20 years time, you'll always regret the things you didn't do more than those you did very true which i think is super i like a lot of people heard it before but i think it's super powerful because it really just encourages you to make those decisions you know and mm-hmm. like those times you're like oh, man, i wish i could do that people say to you oh, i wish i could do that dude why can't you like i'm not special i just you know like yeah i've had nothing given to me at all like n- nothing at all like not a cent from anyone ever you know i was mm-hmm. i've been like looking after myself since i was 17 but i've just always gone for it and slowly over time taught myself to be more and more confident with those decisions and making those you know making those changes because when you look back you don't want to think oh i wish i had gone to that music festival or yeah. quit my job or oh, like i've never been on a holiday for more than a month so do change something and do it you know do you think in some ways not have or like having to be on your own in that way um helped you in some ways in in terms of absolutely yeah especially like when i was you know looking after myself when i was a teenager it, I, I think I grew up a lot faster in mm-hmm. a lot of areas of my life. Um, I was still a crazy teenager, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a young, young, crazy Kiwi, Kiwi boy. But, um, but yeah, I grew up in a lot of ways. And so I think that it, it really yeah made me look to the future a lot more than mm-hmm. anyone I knew was really, you know? Like, yeah. And also I think instead of relying on on something to fall back on too. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Yeah. Like I, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of other people spend a lot of time kind of trying to get rid of the the things that they've learned or the conditions that they learned or the opinions of other people that they've been living under, like all of that kind of stuff. And they spend a lot of, like waste a lot of time, I guess, yeah, trying yeah. to live to those ideals first before they finally kind break of, free. yeah, break free. Yeah. And it seems like you've almost always been free, <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. Well, I'm happy now anyway. Yeah. I'm happy now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. And you put in all the, like a lot of hard work too and still doing that now. Um, and then for other people, like what kind of advice would you give someone else? Um, I think the, I mean, a lot of people traveling that didn't have a lot of money. 
and so like and that was really like an eye-opener for me because I'd always thought like to, to travel you need to like spend you know like have some money whatever yeah. and so I think like if you're if you're in a if you're if you're feeling like you, you know you, you need to kind of change something in your life there's so many ways you can do it that doesn't involve like having to save a whole lot of money like mm-hmm. you know you can you can go you can work while you're traveling whatever the situation I think um I think you just need to kind of make those changes because it it always works out for the best. You've, you're never going to look back and think, oh, I wish I didn't fly <laughs> to Southeast Asia or I wish I didn't move to like one of the most, one of the most beautiful cities on the side of the world, you know? Yeah. Like you're not going to have that and you're going to meet so many people along the way and if it doesn't work out, great, you've learned something, move on, you're smarter and wiser than you were before and you've had some great experiences and I think in the end, that's what we take with us is your experiences, nothing else. That's very true. And that's a beautiful way to end this episode. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. And I cannot wait. Um, I need to get some of your book recommendations and all of that stuff because I feel like you'll have some good ones. Cool. So we'll put that up on Josh's page. Um, thanks, guys, and good night. <laughs>